We are continuing our systematic study of Paul's letter to the Romans. Uh, last week, we began, uh, we looked at, we didn't begin, we looked at the ninth to the 17th verse uh, of the 8th chapter, where we read, You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the spirit, if indeed the spirit of God lives in you. And if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. In contrast to those that have a mind focused operating uh, in the realm of the flesh, you, you, Mark David Meeks, you, uh, Gail Charlize Rogers Meeks, you Christians at Rome, you Christians at City Church are not as the NIV characterizes it, in the realm, in the domain, in the system, in the lifestyle of the flesh, but you are in the realm of the spirit. You're in the realm of the spirit. Of course, we're in the flesh. We're in the flesh. If I pinch you, you will say, ouch, and pop me in the nose. Uh, so that's not what Paul is saying. The, the orientation, the system that you are operating in uh, you are led by the Spirit of God. As the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King said the night before he was assassinated, I just want to do God's will. With that as a framework, that will serve as a north star, as a guide, to, as, a, as a direction to lead you to uh, uh, what God's will is in every facet of your life. Um, it, before I forget, uh, as I see... Uh, uh, Dr. McWilson in the back, uh, she's getting ready to be deployed. She's going to be gone for six months, and we're going to have a blessing and laying on a hands, uh, um, you know, after our, our communion. So remind me, remind me. Uh, but I say all that to say, no matter where she goes in this world, she takes herself with her. And where she goes, she takes that spirit, that orientation, that, 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 that spiritual ethos, if you will, with her. And you don't have to travel on the other side of the globe uh, for that to be so so understanding or profound. It's, it's you do that, as I, as I say, as you run that gauntlet at Macy's and you take on that whiff of, uh, of perfume, uh, you can be all the way on the other side of the mall and you still smell like Macy's perfume bar. It doesn't mean you, you, it's like, no, that's whatever, you know, savage, or, you know, it's like, it, it's whatever. It's, you know, those are the stupidest commercials in the, in the whole world. It's just like, oh, okay, oh, if I rub this on, you know, I'm, folks are going to find me irresistible. It's like, but it does work spiritually. It does work spirit. It's like, what are you, what are you wearing? What is it about you? I know what's going on in your life. I know the issues of life you're dealing with. And you're smelling, you're behaving in a certain way. And I want that. Uh, but on the other hand, he switches from using the specific you, Chris, and he uses a generic anyone. Anyone who does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong and is not a, a part of Christ. As I shared last time, one theologian put it, the spirit is not an occasional visitor. He takes up residence in God's people. 
If you were, if you have accepted Christ as your Savior, if you are shown up, as the saints would say, shown up, born again, you're born again. You know, the Spirit doesn't like pop in and pop out. It's like the Spirit of the living God is with you forever and ever. Amen. It is, that's, that's, that's just the way it is. So it's, well, we'll deal with how we relate to uh, uh, the spirit of the living God. So, so what's my point? My point is don't be confused by people that are, or, thing, or someone that does nice things. Oh, well they, well, they donated to whatever, this charitable organization. Oh, they, they volunteer their time and they do this. Oh, they may even show up and pass out bulletins at a, at a church. Don't mistake doing nice things with having the spirit of the living God living in you. Those are two different things. Totally two different things. Totally two different things. And that's why some of us, uh, me included, will scratch our head. I, weren't they part of this for, for years and years, and now they're, they're, they're doing this? It's like, well, okay, I was bamboozled. I guess I, it's like, that's why Jesus said there's going to be folks that are going to say, Lord, didn't I do? And I, and I, and I did this, and I did this. And, I, and he's like, I never knew you. You were never one of mine. I don't know, whatever you were doing, you were doing it, but uh, you weren't, weren't doing it on my behalf. That's, that's, I mean, to me, that's, that's like, that's like, that's, <laughs> that's a salty dog. It's, <laughs> it's like, that's, that's hard. You've been bamboozled yourself into thinking that I've been, I've been lined up and nothing could be further from the truth. So let's not be confused uh, by looking at good works with internal transformation in others or even in ourselves. But if Christ is in you, but if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. Again, Paul is saying if, not like, well, I'm not sure if it's true or not. It's, it's an implied understanding that, of course, this is true. If it's true, yeah, it's true, and we know it's true, uh, the same spirit of God that raised Jesus from the dead resides, lives, is actively engaged in you and in me. See, the important consequences, the important consequence is that there are both eschatological, there are still future benefits associated with that, but there's a present reality associated with that. See, we're, we're, we're one thing that the evil one has really uh, tripped us up, tricked us, or got us off course to a certain degree is we are constantly looking at the end. Well, boy, that great getting up morning. Yeah, there's going to be a great getting up morning, but there's tomorrow morning's a good, good morning to get up and share the love of Christ and to be ambassadors and to invite others. It's like, do you know Jesus? Are you a part of a fellowship? You're not part of a, a, a community of faith. You're not in a, I get calls uh, too often. Let's just put it that way, too often. Well, you know, I, I, I confess I'm a believer. I, I, I take them at their word. I'm a believer. But, uh, yeah, you know, uh, the men's fellowship or the, the, the small groups or, you know, even Sunday worship, you know, it's hit and miss at best. And, but, but can you and I meet? It's like, no, you and I can't meet. No, you and I can't meet, but we can meet. We can come together. Here is, here is the table. Here is the food. 
come participate. I don't want to go down that rabbit trail. We will be transformed, and we right now are transformed. We will be transformed, and we right now are transformed. Verse 25. Um, as it goes away. Um, Verse 12, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation, but it is not to the flesh, to live according to it. But for if, if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. For those who are led by the spirit of God are the children of God. That's Romans 8, 12 and 14. Because of who we are, because of who we are and whose we are, we have an obligation, a debt that is owed, but with a moral foundation. It's not just a, a, a oh, you know, I borrowed $10, so I, I got to pay you back $10. It's, it's, it's like a friend that does a huge favor. It's like a friend that does a huge favor. It's more than uh, the act. It's the person. It's the relationship. Uh, it's the motivation. We have a spiritual obligation to what? To live differently. And it's by and through the Holy Spirit that we put to death, and that's in the present active, the misdeeds of the body. So what's the result? Life. Life. Uh, this is what Paul is saying. This is it. Let me just summarize it. This is what Paul is saying. The spirit of the living God is active and working such that we are able to stop in real time. We are able, to, we cannot say, well, the devil made me do it. The devil tempted you, but you did it. Uh, we are able to stop in real time the things, the things that sin wants to work out in our flesh. How are we able to do that? Because we have the spirit of the living God living inside each and every one of us. Again, as one theologian put it, uh, it is what the Spirit does in us that enables us to render the service to which we are called. It's not our willing it. It's not our wishing it. It's not our hoping it. It's, 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 the, it's the Spirit of the living God living inside each and every one of us. Verse 15. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now if we are, now if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his suffering in order that we may also share in his glory. Here's the deal. The cure to a defeated and frustrated life is living our lives with, in concert, in accordance to the power of the indwelling Holy Spirit of God that lives inside of each of us. I was sharing with someone the other day, uh, uh, just, I mean, it's, it's, I don't know, you read something and it's just like, oh, okay, I get it. I mean, I like, I really get it. I got it, now I really get it. Uh, when Jesus asked Paul, when he was on the way to Damascus, getting ready to do the things that he was getting to do. And what did Jesus say? Paul, how long are you going to keep kicking? How long are you going to keep fighting? 
You're not going to win. You're not going to win. See, 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 those of us that God has a call on. He has called you. We, we are good at kicking. No, I don't want to do that. I'm resisting. I don't want to do that. I don't, I don't want to. This is what I want to do. This is what I want to pursue. And the Spirit of God is like, how long are you going to keep fighting? We are joined at the spiritual hip. And so we are gladly sharing in his, not mine, suffering because now and later we will share in his glory. So as a result of this future promise and present reality, we can better understand the connection as we pick up on the 18th verse where we start anew. That was just all uh, catch up. So, uh, so now today we start at the 18th verse of the 8th chapter and Paul writes, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. Because of who I am, because of whose I am, and because of the indwelling of the Spirit in me, this is Paul now, I consider... I have examined, I have weighed the evidence, and I can confidently conclude, that's what the, the real etymology of this, this, this Greek phrase means, that our present sufferings, not suffering as a consequence of my sin, not stuff I've done, you know, it's like, oh, well, I'm, I'm under persecution. No, you've just shown up late at work all year, and they've written you up. Oh, they're persecuting me. No, you've been a bad employee. You, you have... No, you just, no. Dude, oh, they're, they're on me. What did you do? Uh, our present sufferings, uh, our present suffering, it, it, it may not even be to a specific thing. See, we, we really need to understand this. Let me unpack this. Uh, our suffering on this side of eternity that results from our identity to Christ, with Christ, is not comparable to the glory that will be revealed in us. Let me just say this. Paul is not talking about inconvenience. You know, oh, uh, you know, uh, uh, that's not what he's talking about. My, 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 my car broke down and so now I have to catch the bus. That we're talking about suffering. We're talking about suffering. Um, What has tended to happen, at least through the 20th century and now into the 21st century, we've taken first world problems. You know what they are, right? My car broke down, so now I'm, you know, I'm suffering because now I have to take public transit to go to worship. Or I have to, we've taken first world problems and turned that into suffering. Uh, so much so that we miss what suffering is and what it's not. Uh, one theologian stated the obvious. There is suffering that everyone simply endures because we live in a fallen world. There's just, there's just, just general suffering, just, just general suffering. I, I've got a, in my bag, suffering. Uh, general suffering, this is not suffering. Uh, got a little wasp nest in my backyard. I can't even go in the backyard. It's like I'm out there spraying the, 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 the wasp and they, they attack me. Uh, so. John King, I need you. I, 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 um, the what 
the suffering Paul refers to is related to being identified with Christ. As he wrote in his second letter to the church at Corinth, Therefore we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an, an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. See, And it's, it's, it's interesting that the verb that Paul uses, uh, uh, uses translated will be is the present and in the active. It's in the present and in the active. And most translations infer a a kind of a not yet. Well, you know, it's the suffering we're experiencing is 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 not is not worthy to be it, it not be worthy to be compared to the glory that will be revealed. It's kind of a not yet aspect, but there's a certainty and inevitability in this verb. What am I saying? That's why Paul writes that the glory, the splendor, the radiance, the recognition. Catch this will be revealed in us will be revealed in us what's the implication it's already there it's it's already there the glory is already there it's just got to be revealed i know it's just like oh what see if we really understood who we are and whose we are and we have the glory of the spirit of god already in us, we wouldn't be living and behaving in the defeated ways that we do. Uh, I've often shared, we live inconsistent with who we are. As my father would always say, we live beneath our privilege. We live beneath our privilege. Not what we, we will be, but who we are. When we say, be patient, you know, you've seen the bumper stickers, be patient with me, God's not finished with me yet. What's he got to work on? What, 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 what's left? What's left? Well, I'm still a little evil. And you know, well, that's on you. Well, you know, I, you know, let me work out a few more things. What are you working out? What are you fixing? Wait, what are you, what are you, seriously, I, what are you fixing? It, it, what are you fixing? If you could fix it, you would not need God. And we live in such a way that we, what we do, we, we give ourselves, we buy in till, oh, uh, you know, uh, God is, uh, you know, on hold. Um, just, just, just wait until. Until, 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 until what? A until that great getting up morning? Is, is that what we're waiting for? Yeah, I, I understand. I understand. I understand. What realm are you in? What realm are you operating in? Are you operating in the realm of the flesh and using that as a, as a, as a get out of hell free card or a get out of trouble free card? Well, see, the reason I, I did that is because, you know, God's not finished with me yet. With that attitude, he'll never be finished with you. See, God is the Holy Spirit. <laughs> you're not getting any more of the Holy Spirit. You got what you got. 
got what you got. So it's incumbent on us to, to actually activate, allow, unlock the door of the basement of our lives and allow the Holy Spirit to live in the front room. But what we do, we quench, biblical word, we quench the Holy Spirit. We shut it down. We, 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 we relegate it. It's like, I know God, I know what you're saying, I know what you're saying, but I'm going to do this anyway. And God's not finished with me yet. Verse 19. For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration. Not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it. In hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage. From its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and glory of the children of God. Shared before, share again. Sin impacts and affects everything. Everything. Little private sins you think that nobody sees. It's just, just me. It's like it, sin is a contagion it, it's a cancer, and it, it affects the whole body. It affects your body. It affects those that are closest around you. If you call City Church home, it affects City Church. It affects the community that you're attempting to share or to share with. Uh, it, 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 the text says, sin, the original sin, impacted all of creation. Everything that God created and called good is now suboptimal. It's not as good as it was in its very essence. Because of Adam, uh, wasps stings. Because of Adam, uh, flowers fade. Because of Adam, uh, uh, weeds grow. Uh, Paul writes that the day is coming when creation will be liberated, freed from the bondage of decay, and will join with us, the children of God, in a restored freedom and glory. This is, it, the, the picture he's painting is beautiful. Uh, verse 22. We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, grown inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved. But hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. I'm closing. Uh, all of creation is groaning. Trans translated uh, the, the original meaning lamenting, sighing. How long has this been going on? Since the fall. We, we, we see it, we observe it, and we become almost immune to it. Uh, he compares the groaning with that of childbirth. With childbirth. And I don't want to go too far out on a theological limb, uh, but even with the pain and agony associated with carrying a child and getting ready to deliver a child, the, 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 the prize, if you will, 
It's, 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 it's a baby. It's life. And it's uh, very real. It, but it results in new birth. Um, let me just close. I, you know, uh, as I've, I've shared before, I don't, I don't particularly care for uh, <laughs> Hallmark Channel. I know, Rissa. I, I just, I know the Hallmark Channel. Uh, that, that's that's the. Aren't you the Aren't you the Hallmark Channel lady? Yeah, yeah. That's what I thought so. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Mrs. Meeks loves the Hallmark Channel. I don't like it. Uh, too predictable. But what I do like are those restoration shows. Like um, on PBS, they have something that's called This Old House. And they take, they take, got a witness, um, they take something that's dilapidated, broken, in need of major repair, and they fix it up. This old house. Um, and something similar to that, uh, I think they're off, they're on their own network now, uh, uh, Chip and Joanne, the games, uh, Fixer Upper, Fixer Upper. They do the same thing. They take a, an old house and they go through the work to get it to where it should be, where they, the, 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 the ultimate the ultimate this, this old dilapidated house should be that has fallen into disrepair and, and neglect. Um, and at the end, they always ask the same question. Are you ready to see your fixer-upper? That's the reveal. See, even I know the lingo uh, with the shows. That's the reveal. Uh, when you think about it, the work on the house is done. Think about that. The work on the house is done. The games have already done the work. The work on the house is done. And then they bring the owner to the house, what it used to be, and he asked the question, are you ready to see your fixer-upper? And they revealed the work that was already done. What am I saying? Um, I guess uh, that's what Paul is looking toward, that ultimate reveal. The work in me, the work in you is already done, and we're looking toward that ultimate reveal. Again, to, uh, uh, to borrow from uh, uh, Sister Jones uh, and my uh, 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 heritage, there's a song that uh, goes in part, I'm working on a building. It has a sure foundation. I'm holding up the blood-stained banner for my Lord. When I get through working on this old building, I'm going up to heaven to get my reward. There's a lot of, again, I, I haven't appreciated this until I've gotten older, Sister Jones, the, the deep theology that's a part of these simple, simple songs. Just simple songs, but but the work is done. It will be revealed, and you have the opportunity to 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 live out uh, not only on that great resurrection day, that great getting up morning, 
But right now, you have the opportunity to reveal the done work in your life so that others can and see Christ through you as you navigate life, even in your imperfection and in your struggles. I know that is so crazy, but instead of just hanging our heads and it's like, man, my life sucks. The, the, the period I'm in is just dreadful. It's, it's, just, it's not just convincing yourself, oh, it's all good. No, no. Some of the things we go through do not feel good. They do not feel good. But it's the, it's the perspective, the work is done. And so am I. Let's pray. Our Father, our God, again, we want to say thank you. Thank you for Christ. Thank you for the completed work uh, that he did on Calvary. And Father, that the Holy Spirit, as, as he continues to uh, do that progressive uh, sanctification in each and every one of our lives, Father, we have... Uh, full access uh, to you through the indwelling of your Holy Spirit. Father, we so thank you for that, that privilege, that, that, that privilege to be able to, to, to live life in its ultimate fullness right now. Father, in such a way that we become a magnet, a draw, a, 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 a resource to a very dark and tasteless world, Father, that neither knows nor loves you. But if we were to just um, reveal and see in our lives what you have already done, Father, we would be different. We would act different because we are different. Be with us now as we remember and reflect on uh, what was done on Calvary for us. Thank you, Father. It's in the name of your Son, our Savior, the Christ. We ask it all. Let every heart say. Amen. Amen. Christian and Leah. Reading from the first letter to the Corinthians, the 11th chapter, the 23rd to the 34th verse. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So then whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. Everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink from the cup. For those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ, eat and drink judgment on themselves. That is why many among you are weak and sick, and a number of you have fallen asleep. But if we were more discerning with regard to ourselves, we would not come under such judgment. Nevertheless, when we are judged in this way by the Lord, we are being disciplined so that he will not be finally condemned with the world. So then, my brothers and sisters, when you gather to eat, you should all eat together. 
Anyone who is hungry should eat something at home so that when we meet, when you meet together, it may not result in judgment. And when I come, I will give further directions. This is the word of the Lord. This is a, a reminder for all of us. A reminder for all of us. As often as we do it, we remember, we reflect. We thank God that he offered his son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of sins. So that we can have access, so we can have the indwelling of his Holy Spirit in us. So I invite you now to join me uh, in this Lord's Supper. That's all. There, there, there's, there's, 
there, there's no there's no substitute uh, there's no plan B um, Doreen McWilson is uh, uh, she's a she's a wonderful Christ follower and she's also a, a physician and uh, she's uh, she is um, she's she's in the military and so she is being deployed and she'll be gone for six months so I want uh, everyone to as I pray for them uh, pray 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 with me as I pray for her um, and I want you to rally around um, Urban uh, as you can tell he's a beautiful family but he's got his hands full he's, he's got his it's it you know the old adage you know it takes a village it's gonna take a village and uh, he's going to need he's going to need our help and we're going to uh, be there to provide that help um, and so uh, Doreen uh, I already know you're gonna be fine but honestly honestly I'm praying more for your husband than I am for you <laughs> I really am I really am uh, so as we as we dismiss uh, be sure and wrap your arms around them uh, uh, figuratively uh, that you uh, share the love of Christ with them. Uh, get her email if she wants to share it. I know she does. And, and check on her uh, as she's uh, uh, time zones away from us. So let's, let's pray. I know the kids have a, kids are going to do kind of like the COVID virus. It's like kids are going to do what they're going to do. Uh, and so they're just a beautiful, beautiful family. So let's pray. Our Father, our God, again, we say thank you. Thank you for Christ does all things well. Just thank you. Father, I, I, I'm asking special blessings now on the Mip Wilson family. You know the situation. You know, uh, you didn't, none of this crept up on you by surprise. You know what they're going to have to navigate now. Uh, it just, they, they, they have, they have to walk this way. It's, 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 uh, much like your son uh, when he said, I need to go through Samaria. I, I, there's, there's a call. I have to go this way. And she has to go this way. Father, I don't know who she'll interact with, but this I do know. She takes not only herself, but she takes you with her wherever she goes. Let people be transformed. Let people be saved. Be by the by the by the good care she provides. The comforting words. Father, protect her. But Father, please, 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 please protect Urban. Give him wisdom. Give him strength. Give him the wherewithal navigate life as he steps into that role of not only father but mother father for these six months father we love you and we thank you we adore you now father i thank you for city church i thank you for this this family that we can come together where we're, we're so connected that we can come together and we can love on one another and we can bear up one another's burdens and we can and not even think anything of it it's 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 what we're supposed to do 
Father, we thank you. Be with us this day, each day, this week, Father, in the months to come. We love you. We thank you. It's in the precious, matchless name of Jesus the Christ. We ask it all. Let every heart say, Amen. Amen. Greet somebody. And there's donuts in the kitchen, too.